0: visit AscentEquityGroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T EquityGroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only.
1: You're the expert. So rather than asking them, hey, obviously you can't ask them to invest in your deal, but rather than asking it, present it as if you know this is something that they need because- It probably is, if they meet your demographic or passive investors.
2: Real quick, before the episode, I wanna give you a gift of 25% off, and that gift actually is from TransUnion Smart Move. Go to TenantScreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. For a limited time, listeners of this podcast are invited to try SmartMove tenant screening for 25% off. Here's how SmartMove can help you find your next great tenant. Make a more informed decision with SmartMove's proprietary credit score built specifically for tenant screening, which predicts evictions 15% better than a typical credit score. Reduce non-payment risk with SmartMove's Income Insights Report, which enables you to analyze the applicant's income within minutes and determine if additional income verification is needed. Get critical information quickly with a full credit report, criminal background, and eviction history report. With over 5 million screenings completed, SmartMove can help you make a better leasing decision for your rental property. If you own a rental property, SmartMove can help you identify the right renter from the start so you can avoid the problems of non-payment or evictions. Don't put yourself at risk. Go to TenantScreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening, with TransUnion Smart Move, you'll get great reports, great convenience, great tenants. Hey, up listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running real estate investing podcast where we only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff today, Friday. It's follow along Friday time. We're going to be talking about some lessons I learned from last week's interviews. These interviews will air in the next eh, four to six months. So we wanted to give you a little sneak preview and also, most importantly, give you some information that will be helpful for you so you can apply it now, and then you can hear the interviews in their entirety whenever they air in about four to six months-ish. So uh, with us, we've got Theo Hicks. How are you doing, Theo? I'm doing good, Joe. I'm looking forward to learning what you learned. Well, I'm glad and looking forward to talking about it. So first, gentlemen, are they all gentlemen? Let's see. Yes, all three are guys today. So, three interviews that I wanted to talk about today. One is Don Winner, and Don is the CEO of DLP Real Estate Capital, which is a family of real estate solution companies, 350 team members. They have their own in house property management company, they've got $750 million of assets under management. And one thing that Don talked about is that they buy a lot of properties through online auctions. And one online auction is Real Insight Marketplace is the name of the online platform. So I was really interested by how he buys them, why he chooses to buy them there, and what things does he do to protect himself as much as possible when buying from an online auction platform. And he says that, the online auction platforms, some of them have gotten more flexible with their terms where they allow financing, whereas before they don't. And there's a trade off to that. And the trade off is prices have gotten more competitive as a result of the online platforms being more flexible. And some are not as flexible, some require 10% deposit and close within 21 days with no contingencies. And in those cases, he tends to get better deals. However, there's a catch. And the catch is, as everyone knows, there's risk. There's a lot of risk involved there. And there's risk with any deal. But when you're buying something online and you have to close in 21 days and you have a 10% deposit that's due immediately, well, you've got to have your due diligence team running smoothly and very efficiently and effectively. So I asked him about that. And what I want to mention today is some things that he talked about for how he mitigates the risk as much as possible prior to investing in one of these deals. And he says, one is you've got to have your capital in order. So you've got to know where your money's coming from and you've got to be able to have that equity, either A, in your bank account already, or B, very reliable equity that you know will partner with you on these types of deals so that you're not caught in a deal without funding sources. So that's kind of obvious, but still important to note because that's the first thing he said. Then two, you've got to understand the market and the asset. And he brings a construction management team, an acquisition team, an asset management team, and contractors, and even an engineer to get phase one done before it's tied up. So he does all of that prior to tying up the property or getting it under contract. And he'll do the lease, audit, and financials. He'll go look at the competition. And he'll complete this all within seven days, typically, is what he says. So this is just an incredible amount of work that's involved. So I said, okay, well, that's seven days worth of stuff. But come on now, that's a lot of things to complete. And surely, you're not going to complete all this stuff in the method in which you want to complete it within seven days. And he said, yeah, you're right. So what I do is if there's a hole or an uncertainty about a certain component of the due diligence process, say, for example, they weren't able to get into all the units, then they will lower their bid accordingly. So the more holes they have or the more variables that are not understood, then they'll simply lower their bid and adjust for that from a financial standpoint. That's how they make offers. And he said another interesting thing, he said that There's rarely a time where they find a deal and don't close on it because of the deal. Now, their offer might not be accepted, but there's rarely a time where they pass and say, I don't want to make an offer on this opportunity because of the deal. 99% of the time, he didn't say 99%, but I'm taking that from how he was phrasing it. Basically, 99% of the time, if they pass on an opportunity, it's going to be because of the market. Because The market was not as dynamic as he and his team thought or the competition isn't as strong so they can't get the rent premiums they're looking for. Something within the market because he said you can't change the market, but he has full confidence that he can turn around a property. So that was just someone who's buying a lot of properties and large properties, like 196 unit property. he's recently purchased on an online auction platform. I thought that was really interesting to learn about.
1: Yeah, that is interesting. Do you know if this is the platform that it uses? Because for me, when I think of auctions, I think of you don't know what's even available. And you go there and they say, hey, here's this property. Oh, it looks great. I'm going to buy it. It's kind of from my experience where I'm listening to people who've done it before. So they have time before they actually have to bid or they can do these due diligence. So they have at least seven days knowing what properties are going to be for sale on this platform?
2: Yes. Okay.
1: This is interesting when you're going through and explaining his process for analyzing these deals, obviously really quickly, it kind of reminded me of a strategy that's similar to analyzing out-of-state deals. Mm -hmm. So obviously it's not the exact same because you likely have a little bit more time to analyze out-of-state deals and you can actually go there yourself. But if you want to scale and you want to do multiple out-of-state deals at once where you can't go to all of them then I think the strategy by Don is something that you can implement. So put together a team that can be your boots on the ground, can hit as much of the due diligence as possible for buying. Mm -hmm. And then obviously, which I thought was really important that he mentioned that, of course, investing in general, you're not going to be able to see every single unit, every single nook and cranny of the property. So if the team on the ground that is doing this due diligence, If they create a list of unknowns, then of course you have to determine, okay, well, if this were to be an issue, how much would that cost me? And then am I going to take 100% of that off the purchase price or 50% depending on what probability I think of this happening? So yeah, very interesting strategy. I imagine that online auction platform thing is going to be more and more prevalent moving forward just because everything seems to be moving online. So if this is a strategy you want to use, I'm sure this is a, a very powerful episode to listen to.
2: Yeah, I think that with his process, it's something that I wouldn't be comfortable doing, but he's done it so many times that he's got it down. And one thing for people starting out in real estate, and I was guilty of this, starting out, especially when you go from smaller deals to larger deals, People who have been in the industry for a long time when you're looking at a deal who don't have alignment of interest with you on closing the deal. So for example, a broker who is just looking for a commission on the deal versus you who are going to have to live with the deal and operate the deal, they can be very persuasive. And if there are variables that you haven't identified or uncovered We've got to decrease the price that we're paying for it to cover that adequately. And what will take place, I know firsthand, what can take place when you're starting out is brokers can attempt to, and sometimes successfully, if you're not careful, convince you that, hey, it's not a big deal, come on. Or they might even give you a guilt trip about it or get angry or they can manipulate you or attempt to manipulate you, what you do is up to you. So it's it's your choice to be manipulated. I believe that. But they can certainly work some angles. And if we're not standing strong and saying, you know what, I just don't know about XYZ, so I've got to factor that in, then we can get in over our head on certain parts of the budget. And that can cost you some money whenever you actually go to close and or whenever you're operating it. So the auction stuff aside... One other thing is for anyone starting out, especially that if you don't know certain aspects of a deal, then make sure you allocate money for that and don't allow yourself to be talked into not doing that from other seasoned professionals who don't have alignment of interest with you.
1: 100%. And just to add to that, before we move on to the next lesson, it's obviously about not being convinced to buy a deal when you know that there are variables that are unknown. But it's also important to know what variables even look at in the first place. And I would go back to my boiler issue. So that's why it's it's very important to have a certain level of education before you're buying these deals. Because if you you don't know what the unknown issue even is, how to identify an issue that might potentially be unknown, then you're more likely and more easily going to be convinced to do
2: a bad deal from Mm -hmm. one of these professionals that the alignment of interests are off on yep do we have a post on due diligence just like things to look for from a due diligence standpoint on an apartment community? we
1: do if you just
2: google joe fairless due
1: diligence it'll come up it's something on the lines of the ultimate guide to performing due diligence on an apartment
2: community perfect a guide to real estate due diligence yep got it posted on may twenty ninth two thousand eighteen good. So second interview, I'd like to mention Jeffrey Gittimer. And Jeffrey has written 15 books. And one of them is The Little Red Book of Selling. And it's 12 and a half principles of sales greatness, how to make sales forever. I bought this after interviewing him. I didn't necessarily jive with him personally. It was kind of a rough start stop type of interview. So I, I didn't do a good job of interviewing him. We didn't really jive, but I really enjoyed what he was saying. And it's interesting I didn't jive because he's a, grew up in New York City, and I love New Yorkers. <laughs> I usually get along, I usually can pitch and catch with New Yorkers really well, but for some reason, just wasn't flowing. However, most importantly, the information he was saying I thought was very valuable. So that's that's why I want to mention it. He talks about value tactics, where he used a department store for an example. Instead of the salesperson, as you walk into a department store, say, can I help you? Instead of suing that, you say to the potential customer, I have something perfect for you. Let me go get it. That is such a different approach. And it just opens up a totally different path to a sale versus can I help you with something? And he talks about from a real estate standpoint, other examples with real estate agents, instead of Most agents, he talks about, go to a closing just to get the check. But he suggests to go to the closing, clearly get the check, but make sure you go to the house with your clients the first time they walk in and film it for them. First time they've walked into their brand new home, film that experience and give that to them. How cool would that be? When we closed on our house, how cool would it have been to have documentation of that That's something that was a lifelong memory. And as a real estate agent, you can be associated to that, you can be emotionally connected with your clients by doing stuff like that. He gave a bunch of examples. He gave so many examples that I went out and bought his book right after I got done talking. Here it is. And the format it, I really like it. So value tactics are what he calls them and I wanted to mention that. Yeah, that reminds me, this is probably like five
1: years ago when I listened to the twenty-four hour Steve Jobs audiobook. And that's one of his main philosophies with the iPhone, the iPod and things like that is that people don't know what they want until you show it to them. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what it reminds me of when someone walks into the store, it's just asking them what they need help with. They might not know what they need help with. If you sure. know, if you're the expert on that product, in the case of the store, you're going to know what people want before they want it. And similarly, I can kind of relate this to at least raising capital if you're a apartment syndicator and you've raised money for deals, you know that there's people out there who would benefit from passive investing in deals, but maybe they don't even know about passive investing in general, or maybe they don't know it's something that's good for them because of their pre-existing beliefs and, and things like that. So you're the expert. So rather than asking them, hey, obviously you can't ask them to invest in your deal, but rather than asking it, present it as if you know this is something that they need because... It probably is if they meet your demographic or passive investors. So no, I think that's a very powerful mindset shift rather than going out there and being passive and asking, be more active and be like, Hey, I got a great investment solution for you. Do you want to learn more about it? Or let them learn more about it by creating content, doing podcasts and things like that.
2: Yeah. It reminds me of the quote that Henry Ford said, if I asked people what they wanted, They would have said, I want a faster horse. Exactly. Yeah, it's like they had no idea about an automobile. There was no concept of that. They just, they knew what they wanted. So if it's a stock investor and they don't know about syndication, if I ask them what they want, then they'll want a better stock pick or exclusive Mm -hmm. stock picks. Whereas there's a whole lot of other benefits to syndication versus stocks. Cool. And lastly, Colin Schwartz, real estate investor, began investing in 2017 and owns... 245 rental units. So 2017 owns 245 rental units based in Omaha, Nebraska. Don't interview too many people from Nebraska. So I was glad to interview someone from Nebraska. And he started out with his own money and he got up to 18 units. And how he started out was he wrote 191 letters to people who he got on a list. He said he thinks he used list source So he got a list of people who own properties more than five years and he hand wrote 191 letters and he got six deals from that, six deals from that. And what I wanna mention, one, is that there are ways to get deals and we just have to take it upon ourselves to go make it happen. And here is an exact path for how to do that, how it's worked for others. Two, I wanna mention, and lastly with him, is he got to 18 units and then he ran out of money. And he was able to generate more money through different tactics. And here are the tactics. One, he partnered with people. Two, he found off-market deals and he added an acquisition fee into the purchase price and he got paid that at closing. Three is he did a dozen flips or so Four, he did wholesaling. Five, he did the Burr method and got equity back out of the properties that he currently had. Six is he got private money from people. And then seven, he got hard money loans. So there are seven ways to generate more income or capital to use to purchase future deals if you are running low of your own money.
1: Yeah. And of course, most people are going to run into that issue. And I am sure that it helped Colin generate this income, at least from the partners of other people and the private money and hard money based off of his experience. So if he would have tried going out and getting money from other people without having done any deals, they would have looked at him and been like, well, why would I give you money? You've never done anything before. Whereas if you do deals by yourself first and those are successful and you can present those successful deals to potential partners, they are definitely more likely to to partner up with you because of that alignment of interest and they'll have confidence in your ability to replicate your success from the past. Mm -hmm. Yep. And we've talked about that plenty of times on the podcast. (laughs) We've talked about breaking into apartment syndications and of course it's possible to do it without any experience and education, but you're more likely and going to have a higher chance of success if you've got that previous experience that you can leverage when you're discussing with team members and potential any partners. Those Some solid lessons. I really like the first lesson about the online auctions. It's fun, just because I'm out of state, and if I do want to start investing again, I'll have to use a similar approach. So I'm looking forward to listening to that one. Mm-hmm. All righty, trivia question time. So this is the last trivia question with the Jeopardy theme. So uh, as a reminder, if you answer the trivia question correctly and first, either through the YouTube comments below or info at Joe Fairless, you'll receive a free copy of our first book. Last week's Jeopardy question was the u s city with the highest year over year rent growth as of June twenty nineteen It was eight point four percent and the answer was las Vegas um, Dang. I, I can't remember what your response was Joe I think I said Orlando oh yeah you said yeah you said Orlando I know Orlando was definitely one of the top cities maybe in the top five or top
2: ten mm. thanks for the consolation prize <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay well, so this
1: week's jeopardy statement is. The Midwestern MSA, so the Metropolitan Statistical Area, that achieved an all-time high apartment occupancy rate in the second quarter of 2019, so the most recent occupancy data, and has 96.7%.
2: Go Minneapolis. Minneapolis.
1: So again, I've already mentioned YouTube comments below or info at Joe Fairless. Answer this Jeopardy question correctly, and you'll receive a copy of our first book. Lastly, we're going to go over the free apartment syndication source of the week. So as you know, every Wednesday and Thursday, we release two podcast episodes. We also do video series now on YouTube that are part of our syndication school series where we focus on the how-tos of apartment syndications. And for basically all of these series, we offer some sort of free resource for you to download that accompanies the topic we discussed. This week, we want to highlight series number 12, where we went over how to find your first apartment syndication deal. I believe that was a six-part series, so nearly three hours of content on how to find your first apartment syndication deal. If you want to listen to that series, it starts at episode 1611. And the free document that we give away for that series is the Deal Finding Tracker. So based off of all of the strategies and tactics for finding deals... You have to track the progress because if something's not working, you want to know sooner rather than later so you can adjust or change the tactic entirely. And that's what you will use a deal finding tracker for. So whatever strategy you're using to find deals, you'll input what you're doing and then the results, track that for six months and then determine if you are achieving the results that you want. If you are great, if not, then you can adjust and use this tracker again to determine if that new strategy works. So if you want to download that free document, you can find it in the show notes of 1611, or you can find it in the show notes of this following Friday on joefairless.com.
2: Thanks, everyone. Hope you got a lot of value from our conversation, and we will talk to you tomorrow. If you own a rental property, TransUnion Smart Move can help you identify the right renter from the start so you can avoid the problems of non-payment or evictions. Don't put yourself at risk. Go to tenantscreening.com create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. With TransUnion Smart Move, you'll get great reports, great convenience, great tenants. What if you could earn $10,000 per month net cash flow for life? Now you can at the Residential Assisted Living Academy. Gene Guarino teaches you how to take a single family house and turn it into a cash flow machine. Visit ralacademy.com to learn more.